Have you noticed that some women seem to get whatever it is that they're going after in their life? While you, on the other hand, struggle to have the confidence to even take the first step towards what you want. Why is it, we wonder, that they luck out and are born with self-confidence and you are not? Well, I know the answer to that question. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you the three must-haves for self-confidence. And I'm not talking just regular old self-confidence. I'm talking rock-solid self-confidence. So grab your Diet Coke, your coffee, whatever it is, put in your earbuds, and let's talk about rock-solid self-confidence. Here we go. Are you tired of feeling you don't measure up? What if happiness and the value of your life has absolutely nothing to do with your marital status or the number of children you have? Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Single Christian Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Lamar. Listen, my gorgeous friend, I know what it's like not to measure up. You see, I failed to check all the boxes of life in the expected time frame. Then I realized the truth. God truly loved me and had so much more in mind for me than a life of fear and doubt about being single or anything else. And I'm here to share what I've learned. So, if you're ready to discover and live the life God designed with you in mind, this is the podcast for you. All right, we're going to just jump right in. But before we do that, I just said we're going to jump right in. We're going to take a pause here for a second. Right off the bat, I want you to look at your calendar and decide the day that you and I are going to spend some time together. Which day are you going to set aside 45 minutes to share with me your number one struggle and get some free help to overcome that struggle? Which day is it going to be? Look at your calendar, decide, and book your free session. I mean, if you haven't already done it, my only question is, what are you waiting for? Are you embarrassed to talk about it? Are you thinking maybe your struggle doesn't matter, that somehow you don't matter, whatever that kind of stuff is? Just stop it. Any of that kind of stuff that you don't matter or it's too embarrassing or whatever, you need exactly what we're talking about today, a good old shot of self-confidence. You do matter. Your struggles matter. And I can help you. Not only can I help you, I want to help you. So grab a sticky note, grab a piece of paper, make yourself a note that you're going to go to my website, get on my calendar, and we're going together work to overcome your number one struggle okay so you have a sticky note right there now let's dive into today's conversation let's think about it for just a minute what would happen in your life if you had what i'm calling is rock solid self-confidence what goals would you go after what dreams would you allow to take root in your heart and in your head What would be possible with that kind of self-confidence? What would be different in your life? What results would you create with rock-solid self-confidence? I think it's really fun to think about. I love thinking about possibilities. And those possibilities come up and my brain offers them up because I have self-confidence. 
So let's talk about, so don't, don't judge me. Don't do any of that stuff. Throw shade on me that you think that I'm saying, oh, I was born with self-confidence. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you all about it. Okay. But let's first begin with a clear understanding of what self-confidence is and what it is not. Rock solid self-confidence has three parts. It's your ability to trust yourself, feel all your feelings, and it's how you think about yourself, your opinion of yourself. So that's what it is. Now let's talk about what it is not. Self-confidence is not arrogance, thinking that you're better than someone else and then you go about trying to prove it. It's not putting others down in an effort for you to somehow rise above them and be better. It's not thinking you're perfect or that you don't have faults or that you don't have room to grow and continue evolving. It's not thinking you have arrived at perfection. What it is is your ability to trust yourself, feel any emotion, and how you think about yourself. So you may be thinking, well, wait a minute. It seems, Sharon, that you were born with self-confidence. And I, you were not born with self-confidence. And you think either you have it or you don't. That, my friend, is simply not true. I was not born with self-confidence. No one is born with self-confidence. It is not something you're born with. It's not like your brown eyes or your curly hair or how tall you are. You are not born with it. It's a feeling, actually. Self-confidence is a feeling. Just like fear and doubt, anger, happiness, any of those feelings. And if you remember from episode 11, you get to choose the feelings you feel. You get to choose because you have a complete brain with a prefrontal cortex the part of your brain that allows you to think, problem solve, make decisions, dream, and choose how you see the world around you. Self-confidence is a feeling. It's not something you're born with. And this means that you have the capacity to generate that feeling inside of you. Again, you're not born with it. You get to choose it, generate it, and develop it through practice. Okay, so what we know so far we know that self-confidence is a feeling that we can generate and feel. And we also know that it's built upon your ability to trust yourself, your willingness to feel all your feelings, and your opinion of yourself. So now we're going to dive into how do you actually create rock-solid self-confidence. How do you come to trust yourself to feel the good emotions and the bad emotions to step away from the negative self-talk and have a loving relationship with yourself. How do you actually do it? Well, that is what I'm about to teach you, my friends. So let's dig into each part and the how of each of the parts. So part number one is your ability to trust yourself. You know, it's interesting that you can make a commitment to someone else, like saying, yes, I'll help out at that church activity or Somebody calls and says, hey, Mary's sick, can you bring her a pot of soup? Or your sister calls and says, hey, babysit my kids on Friday. Whatever it is, you, you easily get those kinds of requests. And you say yes to them, and then notice how you keep those commitments. But when it comes to the promises you make to yourself, for instance, maybe you promise yourself, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week and work out for 60 minutes. Or... I am going to spend time with God in the scriptures every day for 10 minutes. Or I'm going to sit down and write on my novel. I'm going to work on writing my novel. Or you're going to start a business. 
or you're going to leave your house and actually go to the class that you signed up for. Isn't it interesting that that's where the trust breaks down? Other people can trust you to meet, meet your commitments and do what you said you would do, but you can't trust you. It's interesting. You say yes to everyone else and keep that promise, but you break the promise that you have with yourself. Now, I'm going to go on a little soapbox for just a minute, okay? <laughs> but listen to me, my friends, please. If we as women keep putting ourselves last, we will always be last. And that means it's true for you individually. If you keep putting yourself last, you will always be last. Just think about that. Okay, now I'm going to step off my box. <laughs> okay. So what would it look like to trust yourself? Well, it comes down to knowing that you will do what you said you would do. Okay, it looks like you following through on your plans and your goals and your dreams and your aspirations. It looks like you putting intentionally stuff on your calendar and scheduling stuff that's going to move you to more closer to your future self. And then when you look at that schedule, it means that you actually do the thing, and even if you don't feel like it. For instance, you decide ahead of time that you're going to eat certain foods and not eat certain foods as part of your protocol. And you look on that protocol for the day and you say, oh, this is what I'm supposed to eat. And you eat it anyway, even if you don't feel like it. It means that you look at your calendar and you say, oh, at 3 o'clock I have written down that I am going to work on my novel for 30 minutes. And you don't feel like it, but you do it anyway. It means that you have made a commitment that you're going to go to the gym and work out. And then you look at that and you go, oh man, I really don't want to go. But you get up and you do it anyway. Because here's the deal. If you cannot count on yourself, you will feel insecure, out of control, and not be able to develop rock-solid self-confidence. Trusting yourself is a requirement. It just simply is. Remember, you're not born with it. It is developed and earned from yourself. No one can give it to you. No one can compliment you enough for all of a sudden for you to be bestowed with self-confidence. You have to earn it. But you earn it from yourself, and it begins with your ability to trust yourself. So let's think about that a little bit more before we go into number two, where you are able to feel any emotion. Okay? What is the reason you don't trust yourself and do what you said you would do? I mentioned it a couple of times a minute ago. You don't do what you promised yourself you would do because in the moment that you look at your calendar and see what it is that you said you would do, you don't feel like doing it. Simple as that. You don't do what you said you would do because you don't want to feel a negative emotion. Maybe you don't want to sit down at your computer and write because you're thinking, you're no good as a writer. And that creates the feeling of self-doubt. Or maybe you decide to stay home and watch a movie all by yourself rather than showing up at the class that you signed up for because you don't want to feel uncomfortable thinking, I'd want to be in that room with strangers. Or maybe you're avoiding going to the gym because you're comparing yourself with everyone else. And then you think, ah, I can't go there. I'm too fat. I don't look like the other people, whatever. And then you create a feeling of self-consciousness. You don't like how it feels. Listen, I don't either. How it feels to feel self-doubt, uncomfortable, or self-conscious. And the good news is that 
that is the worst thing that will happen. If you do something you don't want to do but said you would, you will fail. It's the worst thing that's going to happen. And another piece of good news is that feeling self-doubt or uncomfortable or self-conscious is actually harmless. Those emotions or feelings, same word, will not permanently harm you if you allow yourself to experience them. It's when you avoid them and reject them and kind of push them away, that's when the harm comes in. But allowing and experiencing emotions is harmless, I promise. It doesn't feel good, but it doesn't harm you. Imagine what it would be like to sit down and work on your novel and the feeling of self-doubt bubbles up and you simply allow it and you write anyway. Can you see it? You would be writing and feeling self-doubt at the same time. It is possible to do both. (laughs) You can also, it's interesting, is you don't have to feel excited or certain or even confident to sit down and write. You don't have to. And imagine allowing yourself to feel that emotion of being uncomfortable going to class and sitting with strangers, that you do it anyway. You go to class and you feel uncomfortable. Or you go to the gym feeling self-conscious, but you do it anyway. And P.S., any of those, any of those, you can do without being motivated. I often hear clients say to me, well, I didn't do it because I, I just didn't feel motivated. I just got to get some, um, some motivation. And I always kind of think to myself, it's almost like we talk about motivation, like it's a thing that we could go to the grocery store or order off of Amazon, that we get a box of motivation and now I have it. Now I can do things. You don't. Motivation is just simply a feeling. You can generate that. So your ability to feel any emotion is the second must-have for rock-solid self-confidence. And as you develop that, that ability to feel your negative emotions, there is nothing that you cannot do. You can sit down and write. You can go to class or the gym knowing that you can handle whatever feeling comes your way. The ability to feel emotions is sort of like a safety net. It takes the risk out of the doing. And the how of being able to feel your emotions is not complicated. You just simply allow yourself to feel. You don't buffer it away by watching TV instead of working on your book. You choose to feel at the same time you do what you said you would do. And you acknowledge the feeling. For instance, you could sit down to write on your novel And then all of a sudden that feeling of self-doubt swoops in because you're thinking, oh, I'm really not good at this or whatever. And then you just simply acknowledge. You could say it out loud. Yep, there you are, self-doubt. I was expecting you. You are welcome to be here, but I'm going to write today. You can sit over there in the corner. You're going to keep your mouth shut because I'm in charge, not you, me. And then you don't beat yourself up about it. You allow yourself to be in charge of that emotion. It can be there, but it's not going to dictate whether or not you do what you said you would do. Another thing that I would recommend is when you're feeling your emotions, it's just allow them. Don't judge them. Stay away from that negative self-talk like, well, I shouldn't feel self-doubt. This is dumb. Or I should be over it by now going to class. It's been four weeks or whatever. Why do I feel uncomfortable? Don't do that because you're just then piling on more negative emotion. Okay. Does that make sense? So now we're going to go, which leads us right into the third one, which is your opinion of yourself. What you think about yourself increases or decreases your self-confidence. 
Remember in the past episode, we learned that our thoughts are what generates how we feel. So simply put, if you're thinking you are dumb because you think you shouldn't feel self-doubt, you will negatively impact your self-confidence. That will just generate more self-doubt. And if you're telling yourself that you should be over it by now, quote unquote, you are negatively impacting your self-confidence. You would be judging and creating further feelings of self-loathing that you would layer on top of feeling insecure or or uncomfortable. Do you see that? Rock-solid self-confidence is thinking positively about yourself. It is you telling yourself the truth. Because here's the truth I'm going to tell you right now, the truth about you, is you are good, you are capable, you are worthy and valuable, you're strong, and you're important. And you're going to declare those truths to yourselves without any evidence of all, at all, I should say. You don't need anyone to tell you that you're good to choose to believe that you're good, because that's the truth. And you don't need anyone around you telling you that you're important to believe the truth that you are important. Listen, the fact that you are a human woman on the earth created by a loving Heavenly Father instantly means that you're good, capable, worthy, valuable, strong, and important. You simply need to remind yourself of that truth regularly. So what do you expect when you have developed this rock-solid self-confidence? Let's look for a minute into the future. And I'm excited about this for you and for myself is all of the possibilities that can be yours as you develop the ability to trust yourself, to feel any emotion, and have a good opinion of yourself. Here's what you can expect. You will set more goals. You will take actions toward those goals, and therefore you will achieve more of your goals. You will talk to more people. You will gain new friends, both the girlfriends that you love to travel and do things with and boyfriends slash whatever that boyfriend turns into be. You will take more risks, you will do what you have never done before, and you will go where you have never been before. You will be more attractive, more attractive to potential employers and friends and those that are working with you, you know, collaborators on your goals. You'll be more attractive to men and most importantly, more attractive to yourself. You will fall in love with you. And that is the best love story ever. You will stand taller, breathe deeper, dress at a new level, speak up more, and there will be a smile on your face. That is what you can expect when you have rock-solid self-confidence. Pretty dang awesome. So the three must-haves for rock-solid self-confidence to be yours is the ability to trust yourself, feel all your feelings, the good ones and the bad ones, and how you talk to yourself, the opinion you have of yourself. And then the payoff is all of those possibilities that come from rock solid self-confidence. And I'm I'm sitting here wrapping this up and imagining all of you beautiful women in the sound of my voice becoming rock solid confident women and living into those possibilities that you can create. Can you imagine the ripple that we could make in the world together? Self-confident women setting and achieving goals, taking risks, influencing others and positively impacting everyone in your sphere of influence because you have developed rock solid self-confidence. So let's do it. Who's with me? I'm excited about all that we can do when we have created that rock solid self-confidence in ourselves. Are you with me? 
Let's go out and ripple the world. See you next week. Well, thank you, my friend, for spending a slice of your day with me. I hope that you love today's topic. If so, please share this episode with all your single girlfriends. Also, I would love to hear how it inspired you, made you think, or reminded you of truth. Please take just a moment to do two things. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. Until next week, my gorgeous friend, know that God loves you and he has big things in store just for you.